Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coman, sitting once again in our new home away from home, Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge here, uh, hosted by the great Mr. Dave Clements. Sitting with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, man. Hey, man. You know, and you know what about this place? It smells hmm. like Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it smells like, uh, you know, a soiled underwear. That, oh, uh, no. Dave's got a nice yeah, smell. Well. Dave doesn't wear underwear. Yeah, I don't think he wears underwear. <laughs> okay, well. It's like a soiled blue jeans. You know, the guy's like in his 80s, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> working on it. Yeah, he's, he's headed that way. We all are. He still looks like he's in his 40s you know dave was a grown man when i was a child and now dave and i look now he looks maybe younger than me you know what dave calls underwear rogies man (laughs) (laughs) wear no rogies man well he's got a fine chick though for an old man he's got a fine yeah chicks dig dave we've established that so so uh, we just missed dave dressed as a woman the other day and the chick still dug him you know Uh, they dug him even more yeah he said he couldn't i don't know what to say about that couldn't keep them off of him he was just here (laughs) He he was uh he might pop back in for a little cameo uh-oh. But no, uh, I think he's home for the night. Okay. I think, I think, unless uh, unless his woman wants to, you know, gets bored of him. Okay. You know, that kind of thing. She said he might, might catch a second wind and come back. But yeah. anyway, well, that that's, uh, remains to be how, seen. How can uh, how many times can a woman listen to the same three jokes? <laughs> <laughs> he tells them all good though. Yeah, 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 he does. Well, he's, 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 he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. heard the guy. potato joke. No. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so Manny, how are you? I'm doing all right, man. Hold right on, I gotta fix this headset. We're, hold on, hold on. We're out here in the uh, in the patio. Dave's turned this into a uh, fucking tropical paradise out here, man. Yeah, man, I know. I, it's uh, it's a good place to. It, it, it feels like the tropics here too. It's a balmy night, you know. It's uh, it's like 70 degrees with probably uh, 95 percent humidity here in uh, February. New Orleans, uh, just just eight hours to our our west in Texas, it's it's might snow in Austin. It's freezing, right? And so that you know, this they is deserve a, it. Yeah, well, this is for you know. It, I'm only kidding because it's only it's uh, because it's Mardi Gras and they, they they want the good weather, so more and more people will go out. And infect more and more people. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, Manny. It's uh, I don't. I, I don't. I, you know, yeah. you say that, but well, I, I we'll think, see. Uh, we shall I, see. Time will tell. Yeah, time will tell What's when they the, shut what, it what, all what down new, again. What new form of venereal disease is going around? It's uh, well, you know what you know what the one I, I the last one I heard about was thermo purple herpolopolis, man. <laughs> it's the most deadliest <laughs> form of that. venereal disease. It, it wrecks that. your car, draws all the money out of your bank account, and burns down your house. <laughs> and then you explode in a purple flash. <laughs> <laughs> I think I met that girl one time. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would not, not recommend uh, Canubial. I think she played for that band L Seven. L Seven. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Was yeah, that the yeah, women yeah, that yeah. used to come out dressed only in duct tape? No, there was this great L Seven show where uh, one of the lead singers uh, in the middle of the show just pull, pulled out her tampon, her bloody tampon, and showed it to the audience. Well, then okay. we can, now we got to talk about move. That's a punk rock move. Now we got to talk about OLD now. Well, for, uh, just just hold hold your horses okay, okay, a second. Okay, okay. Well, we got uh, some we, stuff for you. We had a run of guests that want to take over that want to take over the show right off the bat. I can't help myself. There will be a time for that. And that's why we wanted to get you I'm on. I'm an instigator. We, we like that. We like that. Uh, I will include that I'm in, rare in, your, go. in your introduction. Yes. Um, so, uh, but as, as you mentioned, Manny, it's Mardi Gras time. And yeah. man, Mardi Gras fever is has definitely set in. So after we did the podcast last week, I, uh, I got a surprise call on Friday morning from uh, John Papagro, former guest. He says, uh, 
hey, Renee, uh, you don't happen to be able to do a, a gig tonight at Tipitina's, mm. can you? I said, well, actually, I can. I had an earlier gig with Len Drury, but he said, uh, you know, I, uh, uh, my bass player uh, had, had an emergency, had to leave town. Can you come fill in tonight? And I said, yes, I can. How about tomorrow? So I wound up playing uh, all weekend with, with John Grow, and, and as I had to, to drive from, from sound check to a gig, back to the Tipitina's gig, I had to cross the parade route a few times, and you could feel it on the streets. Mardi Gras fever had set in. People were driving a little bit too fast in their cars. It's, uh, uh, it's not, not something I, I look forward to in the, in the driving department, but uh, it's, it's kind of... Uh, it's kind of inevitable. Well, you know, inevitable. you're from here. You dig it. I can care less about fucking Mardi Gras. I'm right, ignore, sure. Ignore it as much as I can. You know, my sure. uh, my my wife is actually in the in the frame of mind that I am. That she, she can give a fuck about it. She doesn't really care. Okay. What yeah. about your daughter? Well, she she, uh, uh, she hasn't gone out to a parade yet. It, you know, it was her birthday on Monday, and uh, so we had some cake and stuff like that. And uh, she hasn't gone out to a parade yet. I, I think she might go out to muses, I guess. Right. That's what the, is the February sign of the zodiac? That's um, um, Aquarius, huh? No, it's um, Aquarius. Yes, it is Aquarius. You know, and it? you know, people think Aquarius is a water sign, but it's not. It's an it's an air sign. You see, is it? And, the water yes. bearer. See, but, yes, uh, okay. but but they but that's an actually an air sign. So if you're a fire sign and you hang out with an air sign, it feeds the fire. Okay. <laughs> see, and that's people don't realize that they you know don't hang out with Aquarius as if you're a fire sign. They'll put yeah. out your fire. Not yeah. so. They'll feed your fire. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, she uh, she she had a good time, uh, and in fact, uh, her and a bunch of her girlfriends last night they went and saw uh, Mitski, who's this big pop hmm. star. Uh, pop alt star, I guess huh, you call not, her. Not familiar with that. Uh, act. Well, I'm a little because I've heard her in the car when my daughter plays her, and um, she's actually, I think, one of those uh, artists that actually sings. Okay. You know, and plays an instrument. Oh, you know, uh, talent. Yeah, she's she's got some talent, and uh, but it's that new stuff that all the kids are listening to. It sounds kind. It all sounds like dreamy, like uh, acid kind of. Uh, uh, lounge music kind of stuff, hmm. you know. Okay. Um, I don't really care. I mean, it's okay. Uh, what I've heard. It's not the worst stuff you've heard. It's not the worst I've heard, you know. But the best band I've heard lately uh, is this all-girl band that I was. Uh, uh, someone turned me on to called the, the Shags. Lin- no, <laughs> the sh- called the Linda Lindas. Have you heard of this band? I've heard the name. Oh I- man, they are fantastic. They are like. Between the ages of twelve and sixteen. Oh, I have seen them. The yeah. Asian, a couple of Asian There's girls. There's a couple of Asian right, girls. Right, right. They play like a punk rock kind yeah. of uh, Ramon Power style. Power pop and stuff right, like right. that. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. are fantastic. Yeah, man. they're they're getting a lot of press. Oh yeah. man, the these girls are fantastic, and uh, uh, I. I you know, I told. Well, wow, man. <laughs> yeah, they're fantastic. Far out. Yeah, they'll probably crash and burn soon who knows but they were on the tiny desk concert are they better than dino desi and billy uh they're better than uh 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 joe uh jerry lewis and the playboys (laughs) yeah (laughs) joe ely and uh, uh, anyway no uh so that's what happened there uh but anyway yeah mardi gras in full swing i'm ignoring it as much as possible sure i'm not going out there i don't care i i think this weekend is going to prove that there's going to be 
be a lot of fucking violence and murder going on. Hmm. This well, let's hope not. Let's hope you not. Know, uh, um, you know, you ever, you ever heard that song? It's crime time. Well, it's crime time. <laughs> you know, who are you? You know, it's <laughs> crime time. <laughs> well, Al Al Johnson. Well, you know, uh, carnival uh, time. A, a lot of a lot of places. Uh, this happened maybe ten years ago. A lot of uh, like Seattle, I think, did it. A few other cities. They yeah. started thinking, let's get in on the the Mardi Gras right, they can't festivities. Yeah. And everywhere they did it, they were setting cars on fire. They yeah. turned into an instant when riot. They, you talking about when they tried to have Mardi Gras in Philadelphia? Yeah, that too. Well, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that was going to be funny. Well, Philadelphia. They only tried you know, to do it once, right? Yeah, yeah. They, well, they, they only they, let they, them do they, it once. They, they did it one year Thank in all the these Lord places. And, and because, because happened you once. know, we're acculturated to how to behave in big crowds. That uh, It's we the kind police. Of, we kind of self-police, really. The, but the police know how to handle people. Well, it's, well that's the only good thing they do crowd control. But the police here are number one in crowd control. And that's, yeah. Well, but that's when you think about it, you, you yeah. might have one police officer for several thousand uh people in the street so they can't control it they're just there to to to, to have a certain presence and if well one gets cop stabbed, on a horse can do wonders well yeah they usually don't have you know that's only if something really goes bad that they they, they bring in the, the the mounted police but you know people in in new orleans kind of know that it could go bad in a hurry if if people jo- get out joey torrey's so seen a, a cop pin a guy against a wall with a horse inside a hotel lobby Wow. wow! Those horses—they train with them horses all oh, the time. Oh fuck yeah! They're no. like one with the horse. Right, know? right. That's oh what, yeah. You don't fool with them. Remember you can't. Nobody a few can beat up a ago, horse. They caught some guy on camera uh, jacking I mean, off a horse in City Park. Remember that story? I didn't hear about that. Oh, well, yeah. well, you know that we talked about him on the podcast. Yeah. And actually, we haven't talked about this on the podcast. Is that I found another article subsequent to that where the guy had gone out to. He'd done that in New Orleans. Then. He was arrested again in California for assaulting another horse. Did they ask the horse so, what he thought of it? Well, no, you know what the I, horse said? He goes, he hasn't called, he hasn't written. Right. I feel terrible. <laughs> That's a real Equus kind of thing going right, on. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the guy definitely has a certain taste, you know. Uh, as I said before, the right. heart wants what it, what the heart wants. You know? Right. Yeah, the, and the horse wants what it wants. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's usually oats or something. You well, know? Yeah, so, yeah, so Mardi Gras is happening, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Well, I was going to say the other thing that's on my mind is, you know, they, they haven't, the, the streets continue to get worse. Yeah. And, and as of late, uh, somebody in my family was driving my car, uh, I guess, and they were going too fast over some horrible road, and it must have caught the exhaust system and pulled one of the brackets loose. So now every time I drive on any bumpy street in New Orleans, I'm, I'm waiting for that, uh, that whole exhaust that system yeah. to, get, to get ripped off. Oh, off of well, the car. Yeah, well, that's you know that's a given here. You oh know. Jesus, man! I, Fuck, it's like, you, know. you know, I was thinking, I, I need one of those. Uh, you know, like the city hall, they have all these uh, the 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 SUVs. You know, high clearance. You know, they they give to the people yeah, in, yeah. in Latoya's administration who drive around take and them home smash and them into uh, yeah. into parked cars or uh, you know right. uh, posts. Uh, You're never gonna uh, get that. If we, I'm are, mayor, we allowed, are we allowed to talk about the mayor on this? Sure, well, man. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll we don't want to that. We don't, know what we don't want to draw the iron. The, the Olympics of, of, just closed. Okay. The, the Olympics just closed. What is curling? 
Well, you know what curling is, but why? Why? What why is curling? No, I've it? watched it. I'm I, I'm on the wonder. What well, the hell is that, curling? They have that big round thing they call an iron. And the guys, and they, like, they, he's like, they, 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 like, you know, and they, 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 with the broom. Yeah, and what is sweeping? What is, that? what is the deal? It's with, some what sport. Somebody. In, yeah, it's like it's kind of like Europe invented. Kind of like, like shuffleboard on ice. You know, is that what it is? More or less. Yeah, you're trying to get it in a target, and you you oh. sweep to uh, to make to, it, to melt the ice. To do? Oh, so it slows down that iron. The thing, huh? To get to the yeah. to the to the target, right, right. You know, yeah. I've seen some athletes training for curling. You know, they they you know they're, they're not athletes. Those, <laughs> those guys aren't athletes. Come you ever on, seen God. Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck? He goes, "Hey, we're not athletes. We're baseball players." Well, that's right. it. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. A, right, you know, right. in fact, remember the the, the great Philadelphia Phillies hitter? I forget his name. Uh, he was a first baseman. I think uh, you don't know Kimo uh, Mike Schmidt or whatever. Mike Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Anyway. He's at a bar during the baseball season, and he's mm-hmm. partying big time. He's mm-hmm. partying big time. And some fan, a mm-hmm. Philadelphia Philly, this woman comes up to him. Mm-hmm. This, this is a famous story. And, and says, you know, you shouldn't be fucking, you know, drinking and eating all this crap. You're an athlete. He goes, mm-hmm. lady, I ain't no athlete. I'm a ball player. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's well, what baseball, yeah, baseball. Well, look, not, look, look. Uh, you know, see... I'll, I'll say like this. Twenty yeah, seconds. There's been a there's been a controversy, you know, for years about you know Babe Ruth's records being broken by first Hank Aaron, then B- Barry Bonds. You see, and they say, well, how do you compare? Yeah, well, if B- Barry Bonds was in the, the Babe Ruth's era, well, somebody has to be in somebody's era, okay? Now, if you put Barry Bonds and Hank Aaron in Babe Ruth's era, let's see, they're on the Babe Ruth training program. Okay? They would have been hung. Wait. Wait, <laughs> wait, weight rooms didn't exist back then. Training didn't exist back then, and then he would have to be on the Babe Ruth training program, which would be eight hot dogs and yeah. two pitchers of beer before the game, one pitcher of beer during the game, and three hot dogs in the outfield. Yeah. <laughs> so, how many home runs you think they would have hit? Okay, you that's know, a le- that's a seventh inning. The stretch. mighty home yeah. run king. No, no they, you level know, this, playing you know, field. Now, saying. now you right, take right. Babe Ruth and you put him in modern era with steroids, and he's eating hot dogs and drinking beer on steroids. No telling what would have happened. Wow. Oh, okay. You know, boggles yeah. the mind. You know. He, well, the, well he, going back real quick, I mean, to the Olympics, I the, the one story, the closing. You know, I watched, I dabbled in a little bit of it. Okay. Uh, but apparently, all the sports that I wanted to watch were on very late at night, and I couldn't stay up, so I didn't bother. But there was uh, this one sport, uh, the cross country, like skiing, where they ski for like 24, 25 miles. They just go, you know, they're just skiing through these the woods and all right, this kind right. of Right, right. Well, apparently the weather was so fucking cold in this one event, the wind shear and all that, it was like below 12. Hmm. And these guys are skiing this con- cross country route. And they actually shortened it because the weather was so bad, they shortened it from 24 miles to like 15 miles. And his Finnish cross-country skier, he finished like 18th or whatever, mm-hmm. but he's going to go down as, as being so famous because his penis froze <laughs> during the event. His penis froze. Okay. And it froze with like at least four or five miles to go. Uh-huh. His penis froze. Uh-huh. And apparently, I guess, whatever they wear, these suits and all that, it's just not enough to keep your penis from freezing. Wow. You know, so uh, he crossed the finish line and he told like the, the you know, the people there in, in Beijing, you know, my dick mm-hmm. is, dick is cold. It's frozen. <laughs> my dick is frozen. So it's just my dick is cold and my balls. Yeah, 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 my balls are purple or they're, they're frozen. <laughs> anyway, they got icicles, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Right. So 
They that was uh, a coxicle, yes. Yeah, co- <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they uh, they take him to like the the medics and all that stuff. They put him in a tent and they start pouring warm water on his penis. Mm, no, I think you got to use cold water. Well, that's the thing. Right. They started pouring warm water on it, <laughs> and, and that was the most painful thing ever. I'll bet. He started screaming and yelling and all nice. that. Nice. You know. Um, so he gets he gets a gold off, medal man. from me. Wow, he gets wow, a gold medal. Wow, from, but apparently, as a, when I was reading the story, this ha- this has happened to him before. Jeez. It happened during the Olympic trials back in Finland. He's a slow learner. He, uh, his penis froze. Apparently, that the outfits, you know, the the uniforms they wear, they want to be as limber as possible, but uh-huh. they still have to be thermal and all that to keep you from having your penis you or anything else freeze. But it's, but it's just this guy with the you frozen dick. Put a dick. piece of meat uh, in there. Well, he's the one. He's the only one who's admitted to it. I oh, guess. okay, all right. You he's, know, he's maybe a, there's been a, other athletes. He's a complainer. You know, you know uh, I, I I don't know, but you know, uh, the Olympics it's every four years. It's it's entertaining. That's a song right there. She was so cold, she was unable to defrost my penis. <laughs> okay, well, we'll let you work okay, on yeah, that. You work on that one. Yeah, it sounds like a disco song. Right. If you ask me. Well, well, Manny, maybe we should get our guest in here because uh, before he, he uh, before burglarizing this conversation totally. long enough. Yeah, you know? but right, we're right. going to still talk about topics. Introduce this guy because he's exciting to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah. known him for a I'm, while. I'm not that way. Yes, know. yes. So, uh, so this is a, a fellow I've known since I'm a teenager. He's, he's been here in New Orleans for a good long time. He's a terrific uh, rockabilly and and rock. Rock and roll guitar player, singer, songwriter, band leader, raconteur. Uh, he's played with all kind of terrific bands. We'll get into all that. Uh, but without further ado, the great Mr. Johnny J. Beninati. Welcome, Jay. Greetings. Hey, Johnny. What's happening, uh, man? Well, you know, I, uh, the happenings are, are many and... Uh, varied in uh, you know significance, but uh. well, well, I told you I was gonna gonna uh, tell the story of how I first ever saw you in person. Maybe I saw you playing on stage at uh, at uh-huh. uh, at uh, Jed's or Tupelo's or something. Oh my god! But then uh, I'm living at this house on Camp Street. It was Nicole Pavi's mom's house, and it was a whole bunch of people living there. Uh, you know, it started out with just me living there while they were selling the house, but it gradually uh, wound up with Nicole and a few other girls. Dave Turgeon had a had a uh, one of the rooms. But uh, I get up one morning. And there you are in the kitchen. I was like, ooh, who brought that guy home? It was one of the girls had, had brought you home. And, was and uh, uh, I don't know who it was, but, uh, but anyway, that was, that was the first time. And, and I actually uh, uh, came to, to, to have a, a great affection for you, you know, in, in spite of the, our... And then it was our, all downhill our, after that. So, uh, so that was our first meeting. But uh, at that time, uh, I was asking you uh, about the, the Rockabies, but you are saying you weren't in the Rockabies. Uh, no, no. You were in the the Dell Dell Lords. Dell Lords, yeah. right? That was the name of the band we had, and uh, and then uh, yes, bartender. Can I have another one of these beers, please? Uh, that's what I figured I wanted. Yeah, yes. I would. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. sure. Why not? Yeah. Yes, we're ordering People drinks rolling, right now. Baby. We we Yankee interrupt events. this. We interrupt this podcast to order drinks. Yeah, man. Look, I, I tell you what, the the Snake and Jakes. Uh, I love it. As I said on. Supposed to drink. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. have another IPA, like a little, uh, little, little like more heavier uh, one. Yeah. Uh, Okay, As I said last week on the podcast, I'm not surprised we're here. I'm just surprised that it took us this long to get here. Yeah, yeah. But but you know, do we are we allowed to talk about the the historical significance of Nicole Pavi? 
of um, her well, family? Well, we, we've talked about it. Nicole was on the podcast, so we went into oh, all Oh, really? That. And she so, did yeah, talk about her? She, about, oh, yes. Yeah, we did. You know, because that, yes. that she debunked the movie, you know, about Huey P. Long, you know, because people think about, you know, that Huey P. Right, Long Right, right. Well, everybody can look look back <laughs> you know on about the, that, the right? Nicole Powell. Well, let's I not tell her story We're not going to derail this podcast. We're going to talk about music. Right, right, right. We're going to talk about music, everybody, because, yeah, me and Renee play music. Now, we don't know what the hell Manny does. He disappears every morning and afternoon. His wife doesn't see him for seven or eight hours. Somehow he makes money. We don't know how he does it, but uh, I have a I, I I'm a I, I work. At work? Yeah, I, I'm a working stiff. Oh uh, man! So I get up at six o'clock every morning. Yeah. And uh, I go to work, and I get home around six o'clock in the night. And he goes, "Yeah, I want my cocktail, I man. Have a hey, cocktail. Woman, where's my cocktail right now? I have now? a cocktail. I need my cocktail, my slippers. I need my slippers, my cocktail. I eat my dinner, and I watch a little bit of TV, yeah, and then watch, I go to sleep, I and I do it all over again. Life of quiet desperation, yeah. as they say. All right. Um, so, so, uh, so. Uh, shortly after that, you're in in uh, the great Blue Vipers rockabilly right, band, right, and, and right. Uh, Bobby Brennan was that in that band. Bobby Brennan was the bass player, the great uh, slap upright bass player, Bobby Brennan. Bobby Brennan, man, boy, what a he um, actually left the Rockabies when he went to New York and joined up with Levi Dexter and went to England, and it was it was horrible according to him cuz the food was terrible the bars were still closing at the same time like from world war 2 and he 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 hated the food and and one night he was um he decided to go out in the cold and in his underwear and slap he was slapping his base out in the cold weather did he street. freeze his penis uh, we don't know if the penis froze but he was slapping that base man and um and 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 the and the manager was going get in back in here darling you know <laughs> but um you know yes it, you know uh, and uh, anyway Levi Dexter yeah that was and and then um, when he returned home um, we formed the uh, Blue Vipers because he had enough of England thank you Vince uh, you know and uh, so. Right, that's right. What happened. That's right, what happened. Right, right, you know, right. Levi Dexter. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, Levi. Name. He was. He had a band called Levi and the Rockcats, right? Yeah. And then when Bobby was with him, it was called Levi and the Ripcords. Oh, okay. And then and then you know Bobby came back home and uh, was Levi from down here? Levi was, is English. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's right. He's a limey. Yeah. What is that movie where they go, Lord, have mercy on the people of England for the terrible food these people must eat? I I, it's gotten better, hasn't it? Gotten better. The food what? in England, what? well, or that you know, in in England, I think uh, like Italian food and Indian is the way you want to go. go. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Because you know, Joe Clay brought his own red hot dog. You know, well, we got to tell you. Should we? Do we have to tell him who Joe Clay is? Sure. Yeah. Get, go a little bit into Joe Clay. Okay. Well, wanna... well, Joe Clay will briefly was a rockabilly hero of England. <laughs> And uh, and and Joe Clay. He's from the West Bank of of New Orleans. He's the mayor of from Gretna. He's the mayor of Um, Gretna, man. I grew up playing with him. Uh, He played drums in my father's band. But but in his former life, when he was like sixteen, he he was on signed to RCA. Did a bunch of terrific sides. It sounds like they're they're going to explode. Uh, Don't mess with my Ducktales. Sixteen chicks. All that stuff. Um, And and you know, of course, the famous uh, one of the most famous stories about Joe Clay was the. The, the Ed Sullivan tyranny story, because the Ed Sullivan tyranny is a well-known, uh, um, you know, uh, tome amongst uh, p- people in the performing arts, especially musicians, because he would always have you change the lyrics of your song. Like, just the other day, I was watching Gary Puckett in the Union Gap, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, you know... Uh, They're still they, around? No, but it, uh, he's still... Gary Puckett is still alive, but he's on the Ed Sullivan show, you know, oh. and, and he's, um, you know, there's a song called Lady Wilbur, 
did no one ever tell you the facts of life? You know, and, and, and Ed wouldn't let him say the facts of life because that was, you know, insinuating. It was insinuating, you know, the birds and the bees and, okay. you know people doing the hunch you know <laughs> so ed made him change it to if you look at for your at it for yourself folks look up gary puckett on ed sullivan he goes has and no one ever told you the way of life i'm sure gary is ashamed you know yeah now um he also made um the rolling stones uh, of course change let's change let's uh, spend the night together let's, let's spend, spend some, some time, time together, together yeah, right? right and he got um buddy holly he messed with big time buddy yeah. holly um he and didn't the doors want, oh, well no no the doors did not play jim morrison did not play you know in fact that that's the one distinction one of the great distinctions of the doors is jim morrison didn't play ed ed sullivan's bs in fact, and, and for all the people that your parents warned you about, Jim Morrison was the guy your parents warned you about. Okay. Yes, but, but anyway, so the tyranny of Joe Clay, uh, of, of um, Ed Sullivan, did transfer to Joe Clay. He did give Joe Clay the treatment. And Joe Clay's song was 16 Chicks. It was, it, that was his hit he was promoting at the uh -huh. time. And um, so Ed forbade him to sing that song because i guess he thought it was about polygamy or something well you know? what the way joe told me the story is he said uh you know like a month earlier elvis had been on and, oh. and elvis had caused a big stir and and with the with the hip shaking and all and 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 so it during the rehearsal uh uh joe clay is is doing his number and and ed sullivan says no 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 i don't want any rock and joe roll joe was shaking his hips on my joe show. didn't shake his hips he no, jumped no. up and down no, like he a leprechaun was just, no he was just yeah. doing his rock and roll number right, his right, rockabilly right. number and ed sullivan said no i don't want you to now, do to do any rock and roll yes and and he says oh he says uh well, gee, that's that's my record. You and think he says, "Do you know any other songs?" And he goes, "Well, yeah." And he goes, "Well, what other song can you do?" Oh man, and God he, save the queen. He said, "The only thing I could think uh -huh. of was uh, only you by the Platters, oh, as, as, as Joe would say." So he goes, "That's good. Do that." Oh my God! So you know, so he's on national television yeah. and he does a song he's never only you and he I'm sure he did it great because Joe was yeah. a terrific oh, singer. He was. He was. Yes. But uh, but that was like his big shot. He says, "Well, after that, I just went back to Gretna and and uh, uh, you know played uh, played my little weekend jobs." You know. So but, Ed Sullivan fucked uh, him. You sure? You sure? Sullivan. You sure? The the lyrics of Sixteen Chicks like there was one verse. Um, you come to my house, but you couldn't come in. Me and my baby wasn't making friends. Right, right. You know, right. I, I think Ed might. They used to peruse the lyrics too, and I think the lyrics on Sixteen Chicks were too racy. Oh, I'm sure they were, you but know? he didn't even so get that far. So he had the double far. whammy just, going on. He just him. didn't even like the poor the, old the, CJ. Now, the, well, you know, Ed Sullivan was gay. Now, now no, did you ever gay. hear the story huh. about Ed Sullivan, Frank Sinatra, and 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 and, and uh, Dean Martin? Hmm, no. They were pulled over by the police, right? And it was a uh, apparently the police officer was a real kinky bastard, right? And he asked, he says, "I'll let you guys off the ticket if the three of your all of your um, male uh, appendages measure up to a certain amount, you know." And um, now I, I'm not sure the exact amount, but uh, you know, Frank takes his out and they measure it. Dean takes his <laughs> out, right, and they measure it, right. Ed takes his. They're about one and a half inches shy. Ed takes his out, just makes it, you know, one and a half, a little bit over one and a half inches. They go, shoo, dodge that bullet. And he goes, yeah. Ed goes, yeah, good thing I had a boner. <laughs> anyway, that's an old joke. We used to tell that one on the school bus. Okay. But, uh, but, but you wound up, uh, so, so actually when I was over in, in England with a band, somebody came and said, hey, you, do you know this guy? Uh, you ever heard of this guy, Joe Clay? 
And I said, yeah, yeah, I, I, I know him. I, I play music with him. I said, wow, really? Because we've been looking for him. And right. uh, I said, no, I got his telephone number. So I gave him that actually is how he started going over and, and uh -huh. playing all those shows. Then he came back to New Orleans, uh, uh, you know, uh -huh. and, and his, had this big career resurgence. And uh, your band, Johnny J and the Hitman, often backed him up. We with, were the first band with, to back him up in Louisiana. With yeah. Dave Clements on Me, bass. Dave and, and Jimmy Sherman, yeah, on drums. Oh, and, okay. you know, And, you know, also... Um, you know, when, when he finally went back to England, he despised the food, you know. Joe Clay's menu uh, was, was consistent with those red hot dogs, the ones that explode in red dye when you put them in a pot, right? <laughs> and his favorite food, there was two things. There was Joe Clay hot dog water soup because he wanted the, he not only wanted the red hot dogs, he wanted to drink the juice. Let me drink the juice, too. Oh, and he would make spaghetti sauce with the red hot dogs, too. And also he was a freak for those little white donuts. You know those the little powdered white donuts. Powdered, yeah. uh -huh. You ever heard that song by, by Sonny Fisher, Little Red Wagon? We had our own version. We rewrote it. It goes. It was the Joe Clay version. All my girlfriends they like me because I got a lot of little white donuts. Those little white donuts of mine. You know. Oh, anyway, okay. he was he was a freak for the little white donuts. He was playing a club in Austin, Texas, right? Mm -hmm. And my friend Steve Dean, God rest his soul. I got Steve to give him a little bag of, a bag of little white donuts before uh -huh. he went on stage. He goes, I know who told you to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know? But, yeah, but poor old CJ, um, uh, you know, he, he got this treatment from Ed Sullivan, as many people did, the historical treatment, you know? Yeah, yeah, got a raw deal there. Well, you know, yeah, yeah CJ, he, he had, had many kind of bad breaks like that in spite of all of his talent. Bad you know, decisions and like, bad his breaks. His focus, you know, shouldn't have been on the bad break. His, why was his focus on the bad Food but so but, but you know, you know the, the thing was it, let it the, go, the, the final indignation was these you know? two these two ladies that were more than friends if you catch my drift sure. opened up a hot dog stand in Gretna a hot, it was called um, Happy Wieners or something I don't know what it was called you know these women had no one anything to do with anybody's wiener but okay. and and on I says how can you have a hot dog stand in Gretna without having the on the menu the famous mayor of Gretna Joe Clay's Famous recipe for Joe Clay hot dog water soup. Okay. You know, that has to be on the menu in any hot dog stand in Gretna. He probably yeah. looked at you like the same way I'm looking at you here and there. Well, hey, nobody can you? see we're on a radio, yeah. Manny. Right, right. So, so, so that was one. Put one, your pants back on, man. Right, right. Well, that, that's part. He, he likes to get comfortable for the podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, so, so uh, you know, that was one one of your groups that you had, Johnny J yeah. and Hitman, uh, for for many years. Um, but you had a, a bunch of stories that you you, you know and, and oh, you we want to talk about uh, OLD. Well, yeah, OLD. You know, another band oh. you played in with a former guest of ours, Dave Turgeon, oh. the, the, the famed Dave Turgeon, who oh. actually lived in that same house. Right, on right. Camp oh, Street. we're gonna we're gonna get into a little OLD story. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. let me let me let me tell my my Dave oh, Turgeon okay. story. Oh, we're ready. So we're ready. so I was uh, still a student at Loyola. One one morning I wake up and I'm like, uh, what was I looking for? I said I couldn't f get out of the the house or something. The the keys were gone from the door, and I'm looking all around. And I I I I couldn't find keys. I go up into Dave's bedroom. The TV is on full blast on the volume, but it's it's uh, set to an in between channel. It's just uh, snow, you know, and right. it's like. <laughs> Dave is sleeping in his leather jacket on his face on the carpet with his ear about one inch from the speaker, and he's not even moving. I go through all of his pockets. I find a set of keys. He doesn't stir. I, I, I take the keys. I'm like, all right, well, 
I get out of the house. So anyway, that's now he's a family man with uh, grandchildren, grandchildren. Right, right. But but you see, we had a band called OLD, and we were patently yes. offensive. We offended everybody. Okay, oh, yeah. and there's the the two, the two best OLD stories was one night we were performing at um, the Howlin' Wolf. Okay, and um, it, it, there was one fella in the crowd. Um, I don't want to be unkind, but he was a drunken redneck asshole. Okay, kind of like Dave. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, he was messing with people, you know. So we get on the stage, and and we had T-shirts at the time, you know, Um, OLD T-shirts. And Dave gets in the microphone and says, "The first male or female to ejaculate gets a free OLD (laughs) T-shirt." So anyway, so I'm thinking to myself, "Oh my God, what is what has he done now? What hath he wrought?" What hell hath he wrought now? Well, guess who the hell gets up in front of the stage and tries to win the T-shirt? That drunken asshole redneck. <laughs> now, I didn't see if... I, I didn't want to look, okay? Right. He was trying real hard. Now, a, a couple of friends of mine that were at the poker machine in the back of the room said the crowd parted like the Red Sea, you know, because nobody wanted to get splooged on, well, you know? Sure. But anyway, the guy was trying, but he, he was unsuccessful. And Dave goes, I can't look at this. We need a judge for the audience. So, so some chick is like... Now you got to come now or no T-shirt. So I was like, now this, I was so horrified. I actually suppressed that it happened. I, I couldn't, you know, I, I, it was like, I didn't, I didn't, I says, start sending tequila immediately. Keep them coming. So I was drinking tequila and, and uh, trying to black it out. I, from I, I, your memory. I did. I, I was successful. I remembered that it happened at three o'clock the next afternoon. I was sitting upstairs in my house and I got on the phone and I called up Jack Gretch, the owner of the, of the, uh, Callan Wolf. I says, "Oh no!" I go, "Oh no!" By the guy, the guy was unsuccessful. By the way, you know. Sure. He but I was like, "Oh no!" And I called up the phone, and and on the phone, Jack Wretch, and Jack Wretch answers the phone exactly this way. Hello. It happened. <laughs> I go, no. He goes, "You're finished in show business around here." <laughs> yes. Now, now, the 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 less. Uh, a lascivious story about about uh, Dave Turgeon. I don't know if you're familiar with a guy named Jack Clement. Jack Clement was like this big deal. He was the original engineer at Sun Studios, and he moved to Nashville. Okay. And every major star in Nashville hung out at his house. Okay. Now I knew another guy that you know he was one of the, he was connected with everybody. I worked with him on some records and stuff. Right. He got a hold of OLD's tape, so he brings it up to Nashville, and brings it to Jack Clement's house, plays it for him. Jack Clement starts jumping up and down. Who are these guys? I love these guys. So I make the mistake of telling Dave Turgeon, and I, I, I kind of told him who Jack Clement was. He goes, that's it. I'm selling my lawn mowers, my lawn cutting. You know, he was doing landscaping at the time. He goes, we've, that's it. We're, 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 we're on our way to the great... Uh, you know, a gas station, a men's room gas station of, of fame, you know, <laughs> and um, that was it for us. Well, you know, of course, it all blew over. Various things happened, right? So now Dave, after got after he got rid of his uh, lawn cutting machines and stuff, started a tour, um, you know, a, to, you tour know, business, a, a yeah. swamp tour right, business, right. right? So you know who he gets in his boat, his swamp tour boat one time and never knew it was in his boat? Hmm. Jack Clement. No shit. <laughs> yes. And it, he didn't know <laughs> Jack Clement was in his boat. Uh, and Jack Clement didn't know that that was the guy yeah. from behind, the, uh, behind uh, the, yeah. that tape. Well, yeah, and Dave eventually wound up uh, uh, hunting alligators as well from from uh, and and, and, and nutrient. 
Oh, uh-huh. oh, we were we were ahead of the curve on everything. You know that guy um in uh Swamp People. You know, shoot him, Elizabeth. We had that going on. We had a Nutria song. Uh, remember that song, Manny? We used to do it. I give it to, oh, to my boys. I shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. We're well, gonna sell your song? ass for three dollars. We had a Nutria song that said shoot him, shoot him. So we had that going. One day I'm we're riding down the highway. I see a guy with you know shoot him, Elizabeth on bumper sticker on the back of his truck, and I'm like. Man, we had that going a long time ago. Right, right. OLD was ahead of the curve. They have all these bands. They have these guys now. They have War Wheeler Walker. Sure, they have this, yeah, yeah. These chicks called Bird Cloud. You ever heard that song? They oh, have. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm washing my. Uh, um, what's that song about washing my? P U in the old Mississippi. What's the name of that song? I'm washing my big old pussy in the mighty Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those guys are funny. It's, yeah, it's kind of but, comedy. But OLD, yeah, we preceded rock, all right, these people. Right. OLD was ahead of these people. 20 years we had this stuff going. Sure, sure. And, and it's a damn shame that somehow things didn't work out because we'd all be dead now. Yeah. We'd have been famous and then dead. <laughs> That'd be our last record. Famous and dead. OLD. That, uh, well, that's, one that's of the guys title. in the band, Chuck Gortney, was in and out of the band for a while. I remember him. Well, Chuck, yeah, Chuck was in the band. He Chuck Gortney was. was my sight singing partner at, at Loyola. So yeah, I've, I've, known, uh, okay. I've known Chuck Gortney for a good long time too. Yeah, man, that was that's that's really that's no. Really I a I, name I, from the I past. bet Chuck through my wife, and Chuck invited uh-huh. us over to his house, and he yeah. made us Indian food. And it yeah. was really spectacular Indian food. Yeah. And he was married to some woman lawyer. Oh, Mike, don't who, start me who, on that one. Who <laughs> totally, totally <laughs> fucked him to over. Well, wait, 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 wait. The la- one of the last things about Chuck, I says, Chuck, we got to go to the wedding. When she got married for the third time, me and Chuck and two other friends, like, Chuck, we got to go to the wedding. Because when they say, does anybody have, what's, what do they say at the wedding? Uh, uh, does uh, anyone know have- a reason why yeah, these, oh, this man oh, and woman shouldn't like, get married? <laughs> Sure. But Chuck refused. I go, Chuck would have been cathartic. We should have done it. But Chuck wasn't having it, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, she man, totally you know, fucked him. Well, you know, there's there's some, yeah, yeah. Well, it was one of those kind of things, you know? That's know. terrible <laughs> when people get into these acrimonious uh, I know, split ups. Yeah. Well, well, Jay, so 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 you have a, a list of some, some uh, luminaries that you wanted to talk about. One of them is the great Wayne Bennett. Now, Oh, for, Wayne Bennett. For, yeah, we got to talk about that, Wayne that Bennett. Don't, that, that name doesn't ring a bell. Wayne Bennett was a, a chess records guitar player, probably from the time he was like well, 16 years old. Or something. He played on. He, chess, played, he also played with the Shy Lights. He played on so many records. Yeah. He yeah. didn't even. You could say, Wayne, is, are you on this record? You say, I'm not sure. I'm not. You know, he couldn't even remember all the sides. And he Bobby Bland. On. He was on Bobby well, Bland's. Yeah, he a lot was of on, Bobby Bland. on Bobby's Bland. Bobby Bland's band for about 30 years or something. Yeah. And yeah. I played with Wayne after he was off of Bobby's band. And now you got to wait. Wait. You got to tell the Wayne stuff. But first, I got to tell everybody the the the, mo- the reason Wayne is the most. Uh, notable thing about Wayne is more guitar players have played his guitar arrangement of, of this certain song than you can even imagine. Of, it, was, of, it was Stormy Monday. Stormy okay, Monday, there's a song right. called Stormy Monday, which was covered by the Allman Brothers back in the uh, what was that the 70s, right? Yes. Okay, that was Wayne's guitar arrangement. That that and every guitar player didn't play it right now, but every. Every bar band and every guitar player was playing that arrangement, and that was Wayne's right. arrangement. He's, he's, a, he's a legendary guitar yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so, you got to tell the story. So, you got to tell the story, Renee. Okay, so 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 Wayne is now living in New Orleans, I guess, and I get hired to, to play on this uh, like Southern Blues Review show. It's it's uh, Johnny Adams, uh, great tan canary, great singer, uh, Nappy Brown, great blues shouter, and Wayne Bennett. 
and uh, we, me, who made off with the van? Me, well, me, me, uh, the uh, great piano player Dennis Cavalier and and Johnny Adams uh, drive up from from New Orleans to Kansas City on a, a, a dead. We just to to meet the band, and we get there just in time to the crowd is already totally. Uh, filling the room, the opening band is playing, and we're we're backstage, and and uh, we have to do the the idea of the show is we have uh, like Wayne will do a set, instrumental guitar, blues slash jazz set, then uh, we back up Nappy Brown for a set, then we back up uh, uh, Johnny Adams for a set. So Wayne is talking to the band, he's going, okay, well you know we got this new bass player, so we're gonna have to kind of uh, you know nursemaid him through this, and I was young and and cockier than I am now, and and uh, and I'm I, cocky, but I, I'm good. I kind of I kind of chuckled, and he goes, oh, you think that's funny? <laughs> I said, well, it's a little bit funny, you know. I think I'm, and he goes, why is that funny? I said, because it's, I think it's going to be fine. He goes, really? Okay, well, uh, so what tunes do you know? What do you want to play? I said, well, I don't know. What do you, you know, what tunes do y'all play? He goes, no, I asked you, what, what tunes do you want to play? I said, well, I don't know. It's like instrumental jazz blues thing, you know, uh, uh, like, I don't know, Autumn Leaves. And he goes, that's a jazz tune, man. It's like, okay, well, he goes, well, do you know the way we were? <laughs> I said, well, yeah, actually I do. But he goes, okay, we're going to play the way we were. And look, we played the way we were on every fucking gig we played on that three-week tour, man. Wayne was, he sounds like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. You Wayne, think I'm funny? I'm a clown? Yeah, no. What he, the fuck is so funny about me? Well, he Wayne, was already kind of bitter because Bobby Bland had fired him off the band. You know, Wayne was like, I'm, I, I have this great legacy. All these people, you know, idolize me. How could you do this to me, Bobby? So he definitely had a chip on his shoulder. But then, then so, so Jay, you, you were... Uh, uh, in, I did a session with him. But Wayne was, was known for his... He... he was all about music. Like, he knew all music, you know, uh, Broadway shows, television show themes. In fact, he was famous for, like, if you asked him to play a television show theme, he would do a whole medley of television. Of Lalo Schifrin? Put $100 in that tip show. You'd do the theme from Mannix, the theme from... Yeah, that's uh, Lalo Schifrin. Law, you know... That's a great um, piece of music uh, there. Yeah. Gilligan's Island, you know, uh, you name it. He he had them all, you know, Bonanza, um, you know... um, he could do all the television he's, shows. He's things. tremendous. Any music man. he could, he could play it. You know, and I, he he did play on a record I did, and we did. Um, actually, the two songs we did do was one was the Preacher's Daughter, which was the sanitized version of Junko Partner. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then the what was the other song he played? on? I thought, oh yeah, it's a song called Jaywalking. He played on, okay. and and we we did, and he played on that one too. And um and he he blew a couple of takes though because he was eating potato chips while working, <laughs> jammed his fingers on the potato chips and you know messed up a couple of takes. But 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 he was a sublime chord man. He he knew more chords than you know anybody could even imagine. He had all, every had a, voicing there was. Had a beautiful man. tone. A- everything. Yeah, yeah, he, he, tremendous. He, was a, he was a tremendous was, musician. You know. Well well Manny, I'm looking at the clock and uh, maybe we should take a little break here. Yeah, uh, we need to take a break, Jay. Uh, uh, okay. The, the nation knows. I got. Well, you got to pe- go to the bathroom. I have to go oh, to the bathroom. Tell the yeah. nation. Uh, Trouble nation knows the drill. The we we uh, we take a we take a break. Uh, we go get a refill our libation or our, 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 uh, unload our Gulliver, and uh, we'll be right back. I got two, four, six, eight. I got two, four, six, eight. I got sixteen cheeks sitting on a tree. Won't turn around to look at me. He said, Hey, little 
Back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. I am Renee Coleman. Back with our guest, Mr. Johnny J. Beninati. Now, Jay, I don't know how many of these. Uh, you said you have a flip phone, so I'm not sure that you've caught up on all the podcasts. But uh, yes. but uh, you know, on on the Troubled Men podcast, uh, we're we're down to the sponsor, Loose Change. So uh, <laughs> you know, Loose Change is is the the change that you might find in your pants pocket after a long day of uh, you know shuffling around, or in the couch, or uh, at the bottom of the dryer. I bought a Maserati with that money. Well, there you go. So so uh, nation, uh, you know, we do have a, a Venmo uh, account now, a Venmo link, which uh, actually want to give a shout out to uh, Miss Betsy Gleckler for her uh, support of the cocktail fund through the Venmo link. We also have a, a PayPal link there and it's always in the show notes or the uh, the the Facebook page and uh, as well as a, a patreon uh, page that uh, you can you can uh, be a, a patron weekend Betsy week out Gleckler Betsy Gleckler yes yes she's an academic works at the same institution you work at Manny really yes. is she a librarian I, I'm I, I think she sounds she's a, like a I, name I, for a librarian I think, I think she's a she's a professor over there oh she's a professor yeah, yeah. yes so so oh, I've um, never heard of well her not there. to get caught up on on Betsy but uh, 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 moving Poor old uh, Betsy uh, no she's she, Anyway, so uh, yeah. yes, uh, uh, con- con- contribute to the to the uh, the cocktail fund through through those links. Uh, also, uh, follow us on social media. We have uh, Facebook. I'm going to look her up because I know uh, all the professors at Twitter. Uh, also, uh, you know, wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you're in- enjoying yourself, uh, subscribe there. Uh, subscribe, uh, rate us, review us, give us five stars. Uh, you can even say uh, uh, love the podcast, hate Manny and Renee. Five stars. We we like that that kind of uh, review. And also, I wanted to give a little plug. You know, uh, uh, things are opening up again. I'm going back on tour. This uh, this this uh, iguanas. Nice Kevin, knowing you. This iguanas Kevin Gordon tour that we had to postpone from January. It's been rescheduled. We're starting. Not Kevin off in, Gordon from Monroe, Louisiana. He is from there. Yes, I know of him. Yes, he's a, gr- a great songwriter. He's now based out of Nashville, I think. So the iguanas are going on a whole two week tour, starting crap. in. Starting in well, that, Na- that boy did good for himself. I remember him. Starting in Nashville on uh, on March 29th, we'll be starting in Nashville. And uh, if you want to find out all the rest of the uh, the the uh, Kevin, so Gordon, that means we have a two be- two week break from this show. You have a two week break. Yes, Excellent. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, we'll you know check uh, check out iguanas.com. You can look up where all of our dates are. We're going through uh, Cleveland, uh, Columbus, Ohio, into Chicago. It's uh, all through. Ohio Valley and the Midwest, St. Louis, uh, we'll be covering a, a lot of those spots. Anyway, so uh, I think that's about it for that. And uh, so back to our guest, yeah. Mr. Uh, Jay Beninati. So, Jay, uh, you, you have Jay, a... Jay, do you know that Victoria's Secret 
What is Victoria's Secret? You know, that ma- that, the, the lingerie wear. Yeah, what about? What yeah, well, is they have decided. Uh, no, well, they're a fabulous magazine. Uh, good reading, huh? Yeah, you get it for the articles, Best right? reading with one hand, too. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well. Do you know that they're going to have the first lingerie model with Down syndrome? Really? Yes, they've announced it about two weeks ago. I've been trying to talk about it. I didn't get a chance. Down syndrome, huh? A Down syndrome lingerie huh. model. And well, that's, let, that's me just, not, let me That's not exploitation of the. Uh, uh, well, let me, I don't know, but those Down syndrome this. people will, freak me out. I will tell. No, I will freak me fucking out. I will tell you something. Like that will, kid at the Rock and Bowl with Down syndrome well, who's I'll, worked I'll, there for I'll, years. I'll tell you. Yeah, that kid fucking freaks me out. Oh, he's a good guy. He was the parking valet, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he's not parking my car. I'll tell you that. He did park a car once. Yeah. Right through a wall. Yeah. But, 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 wait a yeah. but wait a minute. I got to say something about, look, I was a... Um, you were a, a lingerie I, model? No, I was not a lingerie model. I was actually um, a, a tutor, a, a, an illiteracy tutor for a thing called Operation Mainstream, okay? Huh. And, um, you can was Kleckler involved? <laughs> in and, I, and I actually had one of my students was a, a fellow with Down syndrome, okay? And... You know, uh, he expired all of a sudden out of nowhere, you know, because Down syndrome uh, people are, you know, prone to sudden respiratory failure, Hmm. right? And I went to his funeral mass, and the place was, there was people, wall-to-wall people, because everybody loved this guy. Yes. And it made me realize that God does not put anybody on this earth for no reason. There you go. Yeah, That's man. What I gotta say, Fluffy Murphy as his real his, his name real was Mur- name his was, name is Murphy Hines. Everybody yeah. called him Fluffy because w- when he said his name, it sounded like Fluffy. But he was a much beloved character. He got the job at Rock and Bowl because one he day he demanded it. One no, one day uh, the owner John Blancher sees this guy. Uh, you know, John thought, well, I'll put some carnations on the tables, kind of dress it up a little bit. So so he sees this guy selling flowers. And it's he's selling the carnations. He's he's collected them all, and he's going around hustling. He tables. admired his business acumen. And he's like, he's like, wait, you can't do that. And 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 and, and he's like, well, you know, look, I'll give you a job. So you know, collect the balls, put them back. You know, clean the balls. And so Fluffy became a, a, a much, so wrong. much valued yeah, employee of <laughs> uh, Rock and Bull for years and years and years. But but his his shtick was as the bands were loading out, he'd always be standing there going, "I drive, give me your keys, I drive." You know, like. And I think somebody actually did go. Okay, here, here, Murph, here, here's now, my keys, and now, he immediately crashed the car. Now, now, see the thing. What he would say was, "I want to get paid. I want to get paid five. You go five, right? You know, hold up five, five. I want to get paid five. Well, I, so, so, so. Um, anyway, um, John Blanchard gave him the towels, the bar towels to wash mm-hmm. uh, across the street. There used to be a laundromat across the street. Right. So Murphy goes. And he puts the towels in the dryer, and the towels caught on fire and burned up, right? So um, he goes back and he goes, where's the towels? Murphy goes, five. five. I thought he was saying five. He goes, I ain't paying you. Where, where's the towels? Said, five. He said, he was saying fire. 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 <laughs> so what happened to the towels, you know? Um, but, 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 but Murphy's greatest, greatest moment was Murphy's finest hour. Murphy J. Hines' fi- finest hour. There was an Elvis a person impersonator, okay, that used to perform on Elvis's either birthday or death day, right? Mm-hmm. I I met him. We actually did an Elvis gig in the foyer of the museum in City Park. You know, they had an Elvis exhibit. You know, when he came here to shoot King Creole, they had all these pictures of right, that right. guy had taken. Okay, New Orleans so, Museum, yeah, 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 there. yeah, yeah. So 
um, we th- we th- we were thought we were gonna have to back up these Elvis impersonators. So so we were woodshedding heavy on you know Sun El- Elvis, you know RCA Elvis, uh, Di- Fat and Dying Elvis. You know we had all these Elvis tunes down. So we get there, and every I- I'll be damned. Every single one of those guys, I just need to uh, to run my tape deck through your PA system and give me a dead mic. Not a single one of them. So they were all okay. I just wanted to get up there. The, and the, it was it was it was uh, yeah the, yeah, the yeah. best one though. He he had every belch, every sneeze, every wheeze on this tape down, synchronized, you know. And some chick standing there saying, "He sounds just like him, right?" It was so, John Goodman? Uh, no, no, I won't mention any names. But but anyway, so so John Blanchard hires this guy, you know, and, and it was like he would come out of the um one of the bowling lanes with a bunch of smoke. They would put a bunch of smoke, and he'd come out of there, and it was Elvis's, you know, birthday or death day, which one it was. And they're right. you know, they're doing the, you know, the CC, oh, CC. I think they first did the, you know, the uh, the, the the um Wagner, uh, uh you know, thing. Right, right. And, and then they come out there. So, so anyway, um this guy was... First of all, this guy was working for his money. He said he told me personally. He goes, man. He goes, I don't know how Elvis did that, man. Doing all them karate moves and singing. He goes, I'm tired. So, so anyway, um, <laughs> Murphy. Um, so, so, so anyway, um, uh, you know. Uh, so the guy decides he wasn't getting paid enough money. So he uh-huh. goes on strike the night of the gig. Uh-huh. Right. So here we go. Dun, 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 oh, see. The smoke, out comes the smoke. Murphy Hines wearing a <laughs> wearing an Elvis costume. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The place oh, went man. wild. Man. Oh, I bet it did, man. He was a much beloved character, man. Is he dead? I, I haven't seen Murph in so long, man. I, I, I don't know. Have you ever heard of a band called the Bad Brains? Oh yeah, sure, of sure. course. Yeah. Okay, I, I got to tell you a Bad Brains story. I was a I was a bartender, right? At the time, at, at Tupelo's and Jed's Tupelo's, right? Right. And there Oak was a guy. Street, there yeah. was a guy that hung out at the bar named Willie, right? And Willie was a skinny, kind of old black dude that, you know, sometimes he'd put his teeth in, sometimes he wouldn't. You know, sure. he could only understand two or three things he said a night, like Roman Coke, give me back a cigarette, run a Coke, you know. So anyway, um, Willie was a was a congenial soul, you know. A, mm-hmm. a, a you know, he was an uplifting individual, you know. Right. So. The Bad Brains had a bad attitude that night. And, and the Bad Brains from Jamaica, Queens, right? Right. I anyway, think I might have been at that show, actually. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, yeah. so, I, so, I saw the Bad Brains oh, at, yeah. at Tupelo. So, so yeah. they had a horrible... I thought horrible, they were from Baltimore. They had a horrible attitude, okay? Yeah, but they were touring. You know? and, 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 and so they did a short show, and they walked off stage. And then... Um, you know, the, the I think the singer actually says, we're not going to play for you spoiled brats anymore. And he walked off the stage. So next thing you know, uh, they start playing again. The, uh, the, the They came out because everybody demanded an encore. So the Bad Brains start playing. Just the band. The singer did not come out. So guess who gets up on the stage? Fluffy. Willie. No, this is Willie. Not, uh, this is not Fluff. Willie. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah. Like, the, every, like you know, because like, <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, they're playing and, and, and everybody's like going wild. And Willie. Oh, yeah. And then, so then, so then the singer from the Bad Brains see that Willie's got an uproar. He's go, he comes out and he's singing this stuff like, you enslaved my people. You brought us over in chains. And Willie's singing, oh, yeah, let the good times roll. <laughs> oh it was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then, and then Willie, they, 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 they carried Willie off the stage, you know, like the Super Bowl winning coach. You know, they carried him off the stage like that. It was, Willie, it was, it was Willie's fight. 
finest hour because he almost got on an MTV video one time in there, and they and and they. I told him, Willie, they're going to shoot a video in here. He showed up. He was wearing his finest go to Sunday going to meet and suit, mm-hmm. uh, powder blue uh, polyester suit, right. and he had a tie tack with an eagle on it. And they came. You can't come in here, you know. And 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 his teeth fell out, you know. <laughs> and they so he didn't get to be on MTV. That would have been so much better than most of the stuff you saw on MTV. But oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You, you you'd think they'd anyway. they'd, they'd be. Oh that. yeah, let the good times roll. That's all right I gotta on, say. Man. But Willie used to say, "If I tell you a roach could pull a locomotive, hook him up." <laughs> yeah, we miss old Willie. Oh, so many characters. You know, so this city was was all days. about the people, Renee. You know, the thing about this city that's so different now from the city that we knew and loved back in the way back in the good old times was. The, it was dying. the people, the people, you know, the people that are not here either have died or have moved away because that's what made the city what it was. Well, you know, you're talking about Tupelo's and, and it brings to mind, uh, you know, different people there. But uh, George the Max, you, of course, oh, you, you know, mean GTM? you know, uh, George Reinecke, uh, Oh, I, I'm going to I'm going to have to tell the rocket chili so, story. So, well, so so the first time I ever laid eyes on George the Max, was he was coming out of the bathroom at Brother Martin High School when he put cherry bombs in the toilet. No, well, no, I, somebody I, else. I, that, I, I didn't yeah. know him at that time, yeah, yeah. but but uh, I, I'd, I'd heard about heard his name. He was kind of a legendary mm-hmm. character in uh-huh. the, the you know the late seventies punk yes, rock yes, scene yes, in New yes. Orleans. I'm still in high school. Yeah, and and I'm I'm standing in the the hallway there that leads to the bathrooms at uh, at at. at Jed's at that time, uh-huh. and and somebody goes, "That's George the Max," and I say, and he's wearing a leather jacket, and he's got you know his hair all greased up, and yeah. and, I, and I looked at him, and you know he, George was already had had a dope habit by that time, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and I thought, man. That guy's got to be at least ten years older than me. I was fifteen. I thought that guy's got to be twenty-five. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Turns out George is like two years older than me. You know, George. Well, George, yeah. Well, I have to tell you about the famous Rocket Chili incident. You know, right. we all used to hang together. You know, George was in a. We had a band, the Blue Vipers, and then George was in a band called the Rim Shots, and there was various rockabilly bands around here. So we all used to go to this place that was on St. Charles Avenue. It was a. Um, it was a hamburger and chili place. What was it called, man? It was it had a jukebox in it. Um, uh, shoot, I, it might have been Crystal Burgers or something, you know? Right, right. A- anyway, we're in there one night, right? Me and the Hinks brothers, you know? And oh. George the Max and these chicks we knew, and they were all, you know. So what happens is um, I think one of the guys, the Hinks brothers, was throwing pennies at this guy, man. He, he might have been rude to them, so they start chunking some coins at him, right? <laughs> so Kevin... Walks out of the place. Now, now you got to remember, George the Max is knocked out in the backseat of the car. He was, you know, on some control substance. He's <laughs> sure. passed out in the backseat of the car. So we're in the, inside the place getting some chili, right? So we walk forward, and, and we all used to wear these white, we used to wear black pants, white shirts, you know, white shoes. Like waiters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, those are, you know, those are Your going out at Rockabilly uniforms. Yeah, 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 yeah with yeah, the rolled yeah. up sleeves, right? right? So Kevin is walking by the guy, and he dumps a bowl of chili on Kevin's white shirt, right? So, so Kevin's like, oh, yeah, and they go outside, right? And the guy's throwing all these punches at Kevin. Kevin's blocking everything the guy's throwing. Then Bruce, his brother, the guy that was throwing the coins at him, goes up and pulls the guy's leg up, jacks the guy's leg up, and the guy goes flying on his ass in the gutter, right? And I'm laughing my ass off. Then I go, but, but uh, uh, I used to live around the corner from that place previously, right? And it's like on St. Charles, St. Andrew, somewhere like that. And that was a big police hangout. You know, police right. St. Charles there. Tavern, is that where you're No, oh, no, okay. it was all called, right. it was a Crystal Burger. It okay, was like, all right. It, so, so anyway, I go, man, I knew police were there all, I go, guys, we gotta get out of here. The police are gonna be here immediately, man. Because they can see the fight going on right outside the front door. So we go in the parking lot, right? 
And right at that moment, all of a sudden, the guy appears in the parking lot with a tire iron, right? And he's like, oh, I'm going to kill you guys. And, and, the guy, and the guy, Bruce, that threw the, was throwing the coins at him, goes, put that tire iron down. I'll fight you right now. Meanwhile, George the Max, he was so helpful, wakes up out of his drug-induced stupor, right? Takes off his truck driver belt and starts whizzing the belt around. And says, right about that time, three police cars pull into the parking lot. I was like, oh, my God. So this is what the cops saw. They saw the cops saw the, this guy standing there with the tire iron. They see George whizzing the belt over his head, you know. Right, George with his one hand. He, yeah, well, well, George had a bump hand. See, George was a total wise-ass. He used to start shit with everybody, right? And then when they were about to kick his ass, he'd hold up his bad hand and go, you wouldn't beat up on a cripple, would you? <laughs> yeah, he had that. that uh, George Reineke. Yeah, oh, my man. God. Yeah, we miss that guy, man. I'm sorry I couldn't get him on the podcast. Man. Well, we, uh, he's, in, he's, in the, he's in the great podcast on the sky. That's now. right, that's right, that's right. I have you to know? see him on the other side. I know, I yes. know. Should, should we tell the so we? How much time do we have? Oh, we got it. We got some time. You got a you got a good story. I, I was going to tell Hawkins some Dale Hawkins story. Hawkins stories. Tell a Dale Hawkins story. Tell tell the people who Dale Hawkins was first well, of all. Well, Dale Hawkins, Delmar Allen Hawkins was from uh, uh, up in North Louisiana, and he uh, actually was born in in Arkansas, and uh, above Little Rock somewhere. In fact, he even called where he was born Hawkins Hot. He said it Hawkins Holler. Right. You know, but um. Anyway, um, but Dale Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. He his, his he had a hit called Susie Q. Okay, right. which people are familiar with from um, uh, Creedence Clearwater Redu- Revival. It had a, a you know a, a version of it that was pretty popular. But anyway, I worked with Dale for a good number of years before he, he went to the big bandstand in the sky. And um, Dale was heavy into Radio Shack. Man, he was di- all about radio. If there was a Radio Shack in a city he went or a town, he's all in that Radio Shack. Don't we miss Radio Shack, man? He loved Radio Shack, yeah, yeah. man. He, in fact, he he would go and come to my house and buy a bunch of shit and come to my house. And ha- it would, Dale had a, a portable, like, tornado-type mess. As soon as he got into a room, within 15 minutes, there would be shit all over the floor. And the, I don't know where all this stuff came from. It was, like, <laughs> astounding, all this stuff that would be in the room. Like, and, and a lot of the shit was, was stuff he bought at Radio Shack, you know? He'd go to Radio goes, eh, he goes, Johnny, he goes, look what I got here. A teriyaki machine. It was a karaoke machine, you know? <laughs> and it, anyway, so Dale... One time, you know, we, we they were having the Ponderosa stomp. God bless you, Dr. Ira, if you listen to this, and your lovely wife. Got to get him on the podcast. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. Oh, yeah. he's got some stories, I promise you. <laughs> no, thank and, you. And, uh, <laughs> okay, anyway, well. anyway, um, so, you know, we had to drop uh, Dale's uh, girlfriend, um, uh, Flo Murdoch, o- off at the hotel where everybody was staying, right? And and we're driving, and, and Dale is all frustrated about driving in New Orleans because if you don't, not used to driving, you can't make a left turn here. Nobody will let you make a left turn around here, man. So Dale's all frustrated because, and I know where everything is as the crow flies, but you have to discount the fact that he can't turn left anywhere, you know? And you so, don't drive, right? And I, yeah, yeah. So somehow I get Dale to, the, to, he wanted to go to Radio Shack. You know, of course, you know, I want to go to Radio Shack, Johnny. I just dropped off. Is he hotel. Rain Man or something? No, nah, no, he just was into Radio Shack. No, he, uh. no. So, so we we get to the Radio Shack parking lot, right? And Dale has to blow off steam, right? So he's like making all these crazy ass turns. He's like just about doing donuts and 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 burnouts in the in the parking lot of of Radio Shack, that shopping center on Carrollton, right past the I ten overpass. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's like, wee, wee. he's doing all this crazy shit in the parking lot, like just blowing off steam because he was so pissed off about having to drive around here, right? 
So next thing you know, we pull up, and um, it just so happens, coincidentally, a police car pulls up right next to us, right? And it was just a, a coincidence. There happened to be a cop happened to be there, you know? So Dale goes into the radio shack, right? And he's looking, and they knew him because, you know, once Dale was, they, they, he couldn't miss Dale Hawkins. And yeah. all, it was, you know, Ink and all the brothers in there. Hey, cowboy! You know they they knew him because Dale was in there several times before. You know, <laughs> all right? And and um and Dale goes, he's looking at everything in the radio shack because he sees that police car sitting there, right? And he, I think he had some weed in the car and everything. So he's so he's like looking at everything in the radio shack. And that finally, after a little while, he goes, Johnny, he goes, look out there and see if that police car is still out there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he was gone. I go, Dale, the police car is gone. We're allowed, we're free to leave. <laughs> You know, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. You know. Um. You know. And his favorite movie. You know. His his real name was Delmar. You know, Delmar Allen. So you know that movie, Brother, Where Art Thou? Right. The main one of the main characters is what Delmar. So that okay. was one of Dale's favorite movies, man. Yeah. And we were we were actually spiritually connected because we had the same birthday, right? Oh. As a matter of fact, um, uh, I was dreaming about eggs one night. I was dreaming that we got paid in eggs on a gig. Right, I go, Dale. What was that all about? And he goes, Well, it turned out eggs had loomed large in the Dale Hawkins legacy because apparently, when he lived in Hawkins Holler, right, one right. of the things they used to trace is there was a truck they used to pull in that would trade stuff. You know, you could get dry goods and whatnot off the truck, and they would trade what they had on the farm. And a lot of times, eggs, right? Mm -hmm. But then, even better, I met his niece, Tony. Tony, if you're out there, we love you, baby. I love you, baby. Tony says that Uncle D, right. Sometimes Uncle D would babysit. She lives on the North Shore, right? So Uncle D, as soon as the parents left, Uncle D and Tony would get in their, their parents' two, 280Z and go out egging houses. <laughs> so eggs loomed large in the Dale Hawkins legacy. <laughs> right on, right on. Dale, oh, my God, man. He, was, he, was, he never grew up. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Well, you know, a person that we uh, that we skipped over who who looms large in the a lot of a lot of these bands is Nikki Sonsenbach. Oh, Nikki. So Nikki Sonsenbach was in almost every ha, great ha. band. Can you do Nikki's laugh? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> no, dude. Ha, ha. So you know, Nikki was was uh, a drummer, a saxophone player, like a free saxophone player, um, piano and, player. And but he was in a million different bands mm -hmm. for a year, mm -hmm. and then then you know, uh, I guess they they'd get some traction, and, oh, and they yeah. they somehow yeah. Nikki would he get snake would get lost in the in the Poor shift. Poor old Nikki. But uh, but but uh, Nikki was the the original, drummer, original, original drummer. Blue Vipers drummer, right? He was also in in um. Let's see. He was also in the Rockabies, and he was in the Rim Shots, the band with George the Max. And that one of their great show numbers was uh, "Who Slapped John" by Gene Vincent. Mm -hmm. But it, they did it entirely different. It wasn't like you know, if you listen to "Who Slapped John," it stops. Like, well, I heard John say, "He's my gal." The other one say, "He's my pal." And, you know, it goes like that. Right. Well, the way they did it was, "Well, I heard John say, bam, long pause." You know, uh -huh. she's my bitch. I heard the other one say. Spanky monkey, you know, like it was it went on like that, you right, know. Right. And and Nikki was famous because Nikki would when they would get to one point, Nikki would stand up from behind him and goes, "That's my fucking bitch," you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was they had turned they turned who slapped John into an entirely different vehicle of of uh, artistic, uh, you know, uh, 
expression. expression right? <laughs> and Nikki was actually the drummer in in Dave Clements and his brother uh, Cranston. Well, no, before that, Sex Dog. Oh yeah, he was in Sex Dog yes. also. Yeah, yes, yeah. The Sex. My understanding was Sex Dog had a song, a song called Alien Substance, right? And they put. They put it on the stage at Jazz Fest. I don't know what they actually created an alien substance. I don't know it was involved cream corn, various vegetables, and okay. probably uh, you know uh, vegetable soup and uh, you know mushroom soup. And, uh, and, 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 and they, I've heard and this they story. Were, they yeah. were not and, allowed to and, be paid and, and until and they hot cleaned. Hot dog water. Yeah, it yeah, might have yeah. been Joe Clay hot dog water, and they were not allowed to, to be paid until the substance, the alien substance, was cleaned off the stage. Okay. Yeah. 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 Back in the days when uh, I guess uh, they were keeping a little yeah. bit more. Uh, How did Scott Gudo fit into that band? Though he was a religious man, uh, 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 an observant he, he, Catholic, he still is. He's uh, he's in Nashville. I know. He's, he's doing uh, you know uh, a church. Uh, the fact that he was in Sex Dog it seems like incongruent, you know. Well, and I, I heard a tape of Sex Dog, and they all got you know songs about you know having sex with various you know forms of life and doing this and doing that, you know. Um, and uh, and and you know uh, Scott would do a song. It was called like what sacrifice, sacrifice. Live a good life. Well, a good no, Catholic I mean, not life. not at that time. Actually, <laughs> no, no, I heard it. I heard it, Renee. Okay, all right, all right. Well, you know, <laughs> I heard uh, it with my own ears. Scott moved to New Orleans with with uh, a couple of other terrific musicians from right. Lafayette. Right, That's he's where from Scott Lafayette. Scott was exactly. from, and uh, and and Scott wound up getting, I think, uh, recommended by. Cranston to uh -huh. play in my father's band because my father had this whole run right, of great right. Guitar I remember players, that all that whole like connection, yeah. Steve Mazakowski into Cranston, right. and then Scott Gudo got past the gig, so Scott was on all these these gigs you, with you my know, father. And you know, Scott was in a band called Sweet Chariot in, in Lafayette, and it was a, a, a guy that I knew, a singer that I'd play with named Jack Rather, right? Jack Rather uh, was from Texas, right? And in this band, Sweet Chariot. In the band was also this guy called The Big Steve. The Big Steve, a guy named Steve Broussard, was from uh, Abbeville, Louisiana, right? And uh, he was famous for, like, these oil field rednecks would would uh, would try to... Um, they, 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 he would bet them he, they couldn't move The Big Steve out of their tracks, you know, at, to, to get their lunch money. He'd bet lunch money that they, couldn't, they could, couldn't punch him in the stomach and move him out of his tracks. So they would try to slip a roll of quarters in their fist and... I'm gonna slip a roll of quarters under Big Steve, you know. So, so what happened with, with Scott was Scott had this great lick, you know. Scott quit Sweet Chariot because he had this great lick that he figured nobody could else can play, and the Big Steve figured out Scott's lick, and Scott got pissed off and quit the band, you know. <laughs> Scott was such a fantastic, still is such a fantastic guitar tremendous. player. Tremendous. Look. You know, Scott turned me on to country music. So, so like, as a kid, I liked country music. But then when I was into punk rock, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I wasn't. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then I'm riding in the car with Scott, mm -hmm. actually coming to some punk rock, uh, you know, maybe at Jimmy's or something, uh -huh. some big show. And, he, and he's, got, he's playing country music. He goes, Ray, you like country music? I was like, ah. He goes, yeah. I was like, not Anybody really. Anybody can learn to love country and, and music. He goes, he goes, yeah, I, I didn't either till I, I, you know, Scott left his house uh, mm -hmm. very early. as He was like when uh -huh. he was 15. And he said, yeah, I took this gig with a country band to support myself and I really yeah. fell in love with it and, he, and he's playing it and, and uh -huh. I'm like oh yeah I do actually really love this music <laughs> I played with Joe Clay with Scott 
Yes. Scott, he used to play. You know, it's Joe Clay used to call him up. You Scott know? could play anything, man. Scott's still in Nashville, you know, making, uh, uh, you know, religious records and, <laughs> you know, br- br- brilliant music, you know. Him. God No, bless yeah, him. no. Scott, Scott's on his own I, path I, I for sure, I saw him man. with his old lady in, in Thrift City back when Thrift City still exists. I don't know how many children he has, but he had a whole shop and really? full of children's no clothes. No kidding. Oh, yeah, a lot of clothing. Huh. So I don't know how many babies that man well, has now. Scott had a slight frame. They might have been for him. You know. <laughs> no, <laughs> these are children's clothes. <laughs> ain't that slight. He's got a lot of children, man. Okay, uh, I'll know? take your word for it. I yeah, might have yeah. to look, look old Scott he, up. He, he I actually, the, actually reached out to him a couple of years ago, and uh, he didn't get back to me. So I think he, you know. God yeah, bless yeah, old yeah, Scott. Yeah, yeah. Good old man. Well, uh, well Jay, uh, you know, it's, it's, this has been great. you have any, any final thoughts for the Trouble Nation? Well, if you got trouble... Just remember, if you think things are bad now, ladies and gentlemen, they could stay the same for four or five years, then they could really get bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think it's bad now, it's probably going to get worse. Oh, it's, it's, it's definitely going to get worse. It's definitely yeah. going to get worse. But, you know, you know, just remember, everybody, this is what your life's goal should be, to help reduce the suck. Because that's the only thing that I want uh, written on my tombstone. I want to say, I wanted to say, he tried to reduce the suck. <laughs> okay. I think we have a... It's a noble uh, aspiration yeah. for I, I, all. I think we have a title for this podcast, too, <laughs> man, yeah, for this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There uh, you go. Yeah, Johnny J reduces the suck. I we like try. it. I like it. <laughs> thank right. you, Jay. Yeah, oh, God thanks bless. so much, man. I'm so glad we got to do this. And uh, Manny, what do we say? Uh, uh, we always say the trouble never ends. But, but the struggle continues. Exactly. Good night. Good night. Well, I try to resist, but baby, now I resign I'm never gonna get you out of my mind Maybe you never did treat me right But honey, you're a habit that I just can't buy it Well, I might have been admitted Yeah, I might have been admitted Yeah, I might have been admitted I'm still in love with you Well, you said it was dark, you couldn't see my face The lights were on all over Maybe you never do
ಹೇಗಿಲ್ಲ